0: This is Crow Inquisitors, and we are here once more with another behind-the-scenes bonus look at one of our characters. Today, I have with me a blast from the past, a man I have not spoken to in a while, except through Twitter, Mr. Adam <laughs> schlesman to talk about his character, Theo. How you doing, Adam?
1: I'm doing great. I'm ready for it.
0: Awesome. Sounds good. So, uh, Theo is one of the most... Interesting and evocative characters of Chrome Inquisitors. <laughs> Very uh yet you either I was gonna say you either love him or hate him, but I don't think anyone hates Theo. Uh he's he immediately steals the spotlight whenever he enters when he enters a room. Um let's let's talk about Theo, shall we? Um So when you were thinking about making theo as a character what were your kind of inspirations what what made you think i want to make this gladiator who was once a noble and then who is now struggling with his faith in the gods because i i you know the this the the concept of the campaign right is medieval suicide squad um and i know i told you that before we kind of start talking about character but i mean yeah where where did that come from
1: um well i guess i wanted a character who kind of didn't had almost a humble beginning and not necessarily where he was coming off. You know, he wasn't humble as a rich guy, but kind of the general story. He was starting off humble where right. everything was kind of taken away from him. And that's kind of the inspiration behind the character is I wanted a character who one of his main like actions was that he just kind of like dropped everything and fought because, he, and I think that was the basis of his character because he kind of had nothing to lose because he had already mm-hmm. lost everything. And so sure. everything he, he does is almost like a, Apathetic, like, like, I have nothing to lose. Like, I'm gonna go all out. And at the be you know, but the pre-story, he kind of did have something to lose, which was his wife, and that was taken away from him. Mm-hmm. And I think the gladiator kind of side of him was kind of this, he was I wanted him to constantly be a humble character. And it was kind of stolen from the gladiator, the movie, where he's kind of like, he was kind of betrayed and became a gladiator, except it wasn't due to somebody's fault, it was just you know, circumstances where he, he was with his father. who he loved his father. It was something that he valued and that his father was killed in the, in, and so he washes up on shore, goes into gladiator. And so he has nothing to lose. And through that, he actually becomes successful and he doesn't care about the success or anything. He's just kind of like going along for the ride. Like it's like, it's like he has nothing to lose. He goes all out. Yeah. And then all of a sudden something good comes out of it. And he's like, well, I don't really care about all that. I mean, I will just, Take it, but I have nothing. uh, I have nothing to lose, so I'm gonna. And and that fight within him was just kind of like, I'm gonna try and do my best, but it doesn't matter in the end. Which is that's kind of like a sad character, you know. And so I wanted this almost like torment inside of him, where it was almost sad. The way he was just like, I'm gonna fight. You know, that's honorable. I'm gonna die fighting if I have to. Otherwise, I'm. Otherwise, I'm just gonna. You know, nothing matters. And then he meets his wife, and then he loses her and so that's kind of like what's going on the whole time. yeah yeah
0: it seems like theo is like the ultimate in the moment character like well he does not mm-hmm. think p- past the immediate moment he's in and so he'll go yeah. he'll all out in whatever moment he finds himself in but then when the consequences come when when he realizes maybe what his actions caused or maybe what not caring about his actions led to it gets to this point where you're like huh, okay do i care about the past or the future i don't know and i feel like that's part of theo's whole drive is d- what does he actually care about is he only care about the present moment or does he because he, he feels it feels like he at least in the first season has this tug between the past and the future and like what is is he going to try to go back and like is, is his wife what he cares about like is he trying to get her back what he cares about or is moving on and like try, making something new something he cares about um yeah well,
1: i think i think he does have i mean he kind of has this fearless attitude and it's mm-hmm. because of that and so he does have things that matter to him but it's more like the here and now matter like let's say there's something that somebody requests of him to do a good thing like somebody's suffering and he sees that in the moment he doesn't have this long scale of like who this is who i want to be it's like oh in this moment i have to do a good thing yeah and i think i think he doesn't kind of it's it's very contradictory to who i am because that's not necessarily who i'm because i don't think oh i'm just gonna like Sometimes he'll do a bad thing and they're not necessarily bad in the, you know, to a person, to a good person or, you know, like, right. he doesn't kill people who are innocent. Like you, But early in his pre-story, he, you know, goes and kills a whole bunch of people who are bad. And so on a long-term moral basis, he doesn't devalue, like, he's not like, oh, you know, killing is evil. He just kind of was like, these are bad people, I'm going to kill them. So he doesn't have yeah. this, like, solid foundation of good and bad he's just like oh he, in this moment this is good yeah he, moment, he goes bad. with
0: whatever his like moral gut is in, yeah. in that in the moment not really thinking through like what maybe the means of how he's going about doing the thing that he thinks might be good or evil will actually yeah in it's, the end. it's it's
1: it's really like you know he, he, he kind of it's always in the moment so he doesn't really yeah, he doesn't think long term of what he's doing and, yeah. and that can be that can be bad. I mean most of the time I feel like I mean it can result in a good thing, which is like the gladiator thing. he's just like, I don't care I'm gonna go in I'm gonna you know I'm not gonna think strategically I'm just gonna fight and he ends up winning and It's like, oh you know this time it turned out good and then you know eventually down the road some you know lightning is gonna strike him or something like that mm-hmm. and uh he's like, oh, I'm just gonna do this. he's very impulsive. Yeah. Um, and so it gets him in good situations. It's just basically luck and it's <laughs> <laughs> sure. you know, sometimes he'll he'll live and it's like, oh, okay, I guess that worked, but he's not like strategizing anything he's doing because he feels so like hopeless in his grand uh scheme of who he is in his life.
0: Right. Yeah. Um, so what I'd like to do going through each of these characters is uh, go through their their life paths, um, because technically we don't actually ever talk about that in the actual uh, Chromequisitors, what we've recorded. And so mm-hmm. uh, just, you know, for the sake of if anyone who's curious about it, uh, Theo was born noble, obviously in New Uh He was a courtier for five years after that uh, in New Hadi still. And then as... Theo said, like something happened with his father. He ended up shipwreck or something like that. Ended up ends up on the beach uh, in Saran and is enslaved and made to be a gladiator for two life paths after that, uh, eight years. And then after he wins his freedom by being a great gladiator, uh, he he marries his wife and becomes a temple acolyte with her, um, working uh, in the uh, in Church. the yeah wait. <laughs> so something i just realized so do you remember how in Saran, technically it's like not okay to be like it's okay to marry if you're in the church but you can't marry someone who's also in the church i just realized that's a thing so i no, they, feel like they left
1: and they, they 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 actually left the church he basically convinced her to not be in the church anymore so that they could get married and it so kind of like makes more sense. overcame her like like she was very dedicated but she was like I I love him too much. And so she kind of left that, but they were still in the inner circle of the, so it's probably, and that's how it kind of ended in her demise and kind of left him on his path. And I I don't think any, you know, he kind of like joined the church to get closer to her, but it had no, no more. No, he wasn't like, Oh yeah, the gods, it was just, Oh, I just wanted her. It's just, that makes sense. He didn't care anything about really anyone other than what he wanted, which is kind of, it's really selfish in what he did, but I don't think his motives was, you know, obviously she was okay with it. You know, she wanted, she loved him as well. And he wasn't going to like cheat his way there. It was just kind of like, I don't have this sense of, you know, I don't have nothing for the gods. Like I I don't care about what they do or what they think of how I'm getting what I want. Sure. And it wasn't, you know, he didn't, he really doesn't care about anybody who, or, you know, anybody who's just kind of like in the background. I don't think he values humanity as a whole. He values like his family. He values his friends who are close to him. But I think that he's very um, insecure about that. And I think that when, you know, when someone, you know, doesn't do something exactly the way he does, he feels like maybe they're going to let me down. So he knows that he can't, he kind of is very insecure about not trusting people who aren't who aren't like his immediate family like like he he, he's very loyal to his family though yeah like he was loyal to his his father and he was loyal to his wife you know but he when it came to his friends he was kind of although he could use them and, and and actually trust them in a sense he knew that there could be a situation where they could let him down so um, so, yeah, that was, that was the whole thing where with the clergy where he kind of just kind of snuck in there, became one and pretended to be one and then um, ended up turning his back on them because he didn't care about them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's kind of how that got there. So,
0: yeah, sure. Uh, so the one thing that I remember very vividly when we were talking about Theo's character originally, right, when we were on the. Was one of the camping trips? Uh, I believe we were talking about. Um, I was talking through faith as an attribute, and you were like interested in that because of the. Uh, and the stuff that it could give you. Uh, do you want to talk about that a little bit? I remember us talking about, you know, what happens when you reach 10 faith in Burning Wheel? Well, you transcend to be in the same realms as the gods are. And I and I remember talking to you about that. And I think if if I remember correctly, wasn't your original like motivation for giving Theo faith? Basically, like, I want him to
1: end up as a god. Yeah, I think that's that's part of his selfish nature. It's not necessarily selfish where he's gonna like betray people. Like he's not he still is about honor and glory. And that's kinda why he doesn't care about dying. Because although he yeah. has nothing to lose, he's kinda like, I'm gonna put it all on the line because, you know, that's honorable. And he wants the he does want the glory, but I don't think he wants it to be better. He just wants it for he, he thinks of that like he values honor and doing the right thing, you know, in the moment as opposed to this long thing like kind of just sees this very vague idea of good and evil or it's like good is good no matter if you you know if you're killing evil people or Mm -hmm. you know and he want and yes he wanted to transcend as a god because he thought that maybe that would be you know like he kind of collect all these different things at the same time he gained the power to basically influence other people you know as a as a god and transcend to get that honor and glory through almost almost a sort of death or a spirit or at least a physical death you know just transcending to a god and 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 that 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 kind of intermixes work because he has nothing to lose it it brings up this fearless attitude and it makes it easier for him to achieve it just this glory so it's almost like earthly things have very little value other than honor and and truth. And so he doesn't value his life in the sense where he's not going to throw it away in the sense where he'll do something dishonorable, but he'll do whatever he can to achieve that goal. And so that's kind of like, it's almost like a, you know, his backup thing you know originally it was like oh yeah you want to settle down with a nice girl but then everything went out the window and now he's just like I want to be so powerful where I can punish basically people who are doing evil and you know because he kind of just values that 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 evil and that good so he sees himself as uh, a means to get to that way of punishing people.
0: Yeah. So uh, in the actual Burning Wheel rules, like what it says in that chapter is it says when a priest's faith exponent reaches 10, he be- he's, be- he's become too holy and powerful to walk this plane. No longer can he be concerned with the small struggles and toils of men. Suddenly his eyes are forced open to a wonderful and awful panorama. It is into this divine spectacle. He steps and forever leaves the world of the living gone to join his God. Um, and so obviously that's look, that looks different for Theo because Theo is using his faith in the gods as a means to an end. Um, right? Like exactly,
1: exactly. Yes. He's using it as a means to an end because he doesn't necessarily care about them, but he knows that they can get him where he wants to be. Mm -hmm. And so he kind of is like, okay, I got to put all of my, it's not necessarily trust. I mean, you could separate trust and faith. He does. He has faith in them because they're the only ones who can do it. And he knows he can't do it on himself, but he doesn't, Care about the gods themselves.
0: Yeah, and I think I mean that works in the setting that we're playing in. So the, I mean, the world of Saragon, like the gods are very you know fickle Greco-Roman pantheon-style gods, and so I think that that sort of motivation still works in this setting because you're 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 doing what the gods want you to do too, right? Like there's a there's a give and take here. You're, there's a symbiotic relationship where they're giving you power and they're also manipulating you to do the things that they want you to do um yeah yeah he, he and i think he knows that but he's yeah. just kind of
1: like i'm gonna brush it off because they're my the way my get, the way i get right there. And I, I don't trust them that they're gonna be like do the nice thing you know like do the you know what we would consider the right thing like they're gonna be like oh yeah i'm just gonna be generous and gracious yeah. it's like no i'm just gonna do what they do even though i know that they're probably gonna like gonna be manipulating me or try to manipulate me and it's just like you know what in the end it doesn't matter like i, I yeah. don't care I don't trust them, but they're way I get there. So yeah, cool.
0: Yeah. So, um, what, uh, for you playing Theo, right? Like, what was it like for you in general? Like, what what were some of your like favorite parts about playing Theo? Just like as a player, what was it
1: like? I think I I really like the lone wolf side of him. Yeah. Um, you know, he's kind of like trying to do this thing. I I love the idea of him just being like charge the battlefield just drop almost like drop his weapon i'm just gonna charge in his fearlessness i think that was my favorite part i love just doing things spontaneously and when and, and although it didn't always go well you know sometimes <laughs> it, it just completely failed i loved him just do like, it like even if he was like injured be like i'm just gonna do it and then you just keep like failing and it's like but i, I love the ability for him to just not be like afraid and I, I think that was although i failed a lot i feel like it got me it was just kind of fun to be able to just conjure up the sort of courage and just be like, yep. Okay. I'm going to do it. Maybe I won't. Maybe I'll die. Maybe I won't. But, um, and I also like the inner turmoil that's going on with Mm -hmm. him because, uh, I I feel like, although he has these set of values, it's kind of like, there's a part of him that wants to not be that way. Like there's a part of him that actually wants to be a genuine person and and actually be on this earth and not be so, uh, you know, uh, like impulsive, like, like to not be that way. It's almost like, it's like a voice inside of his head. Like that's like his wife, where his wife was kind of like brought him down to earth and made him like value things that are, that are good. But in a sense, where it's kind of like, he's, his wife kind of contradicted him in a way where kind of calmed him down and made him like settle down and be like, okay, maybe you should think about these things. Maybe what the other was around you, maybe being honorable would be doing something that kind of, conflicts you for somebody else that maybe you care about like um like uh connor's character like or, or something like that like he, he some and sometimes in the the story where he kind of saw somebody he's like maybe like almost like reminded him in a term in, in the sense of uh their values of his wife because his wife yeah. was very dedicated his, very, his wife was very calm yeah. was very collected and he'd see that in other people and be like there's almost like a little tiny voice where he's like he's it's not really necessarily affecting him but it's like he wants it's almost like trying to convince him to be otherwise yeah and so he's kind of has an internal like oh, maybe I should maybe I shouldn't maybe I should and he's like but he wants to you know there is a part of him that wants to be it because it's his voice it's his wife's character who no longer exists but influencing him or the influence she did make on him
0: yeah for sure and, and where we are in the in the game so far uh, I remember um we can talk about this because it's already happened uh episode three uh specifically has a lot of really good moments for theo because um right he starts the whole uh session praying to the gods for the first time doing faith for the first time in the game um to try like get answers and he doesn't get any and like the whole session goes it keeps going and you keep praying to the gods they still don't give you answers and then you have the whole moment where like you you go to like make sure because everybody's talking about like trying to they're gonna go kill the abbess you're like okay i'm gonna make sure that she's okay or whatever and you you ride over there and you had this whole moment and it's it's honestly if it's a very fun theo moment and a fun adam moment because like you're standing on the wall and this guard's like no i'm not gonna let you pass like there's no reason for you to go into the abbey right now like why are you doing this uh and you you scale the wall in the rain um and, <laughs> and, yes. and and you try to do it stealthily but the guard sees you and, and then like you're wrestling with a guy and and I remember you saying basically, like, I'm like, the guy, the guy tries to tackle you, and you're and what you say back to me is like, i, I just I I'm like struggling to get off of him and just like, I just want to go talk to the nun. And it's just like <laughs> it's such a funny moment for Theo because like he doesn't really think through the like the the craziness of what he's actually doing. He's just like I has a goal, he has a goal and he's gonna do it. Even right, if right. yeah, and that's also a very you thing um yeah
1: <laughs> right right but then of he course he doesn't course we, do anything at all costs, and he's like I don't, yeah. I don't understand like why can't you just let me do my goal why do you have to get in the way yeah, yeah. Not, this, this doesn't inc- concern you yeah
0: and then and then of course we have the the capstone of that moment in the episode where you pray the last time and uh narani is like okay this is too far i have to punish you and then strikes you with lightning
1: <laughs> yes
0: <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, and and i feel like there's a lot of those sorts of moments in crow inquisitors on in all of the seasons that we played so far where just theo has a goal he goes for it at all costs and he pays some prices on the way to do it um and uh it's fun i mean it's fun to just see you um as a player uh so um what's, what's the word i'm looking for so uh passionately engaged with the mechanics of the game of the Burton wheel, because it's so focused around those sorts of character motivations, you're, you, you naturally, I mean, just took to that, uh, and understand, okay, beliefs, instincts, traits, like these are the things that define my character and mm-hmm. I'm going to play to those. And you got a lot of fate and persona as a result, because you're just like, all right, here's my goal. I'm going to do it no matter what. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was fun.
1: It's good yeah. I, I, I think that's the best, you know, representation of who he is was just to keep doing those because it was like, he doesn't, like I said, he has like one long term goal and it has nothing to, it really doesn't have much to do with like a long term life goal. It's just like who I am. It doesn't matter, you know, you know, again, that transcendence or like what the, the there's like the short term goals, like the really short term goals, which is like the spontaneous, but he knows that the little tiny goals where he just, you know, exemplifies himself. To get to that larger goal.
0: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. For sure. Yeah. Um, real quick, I, just kind of going through, I'm looking through like your um, skills and stuff here as, as a character. Um, you had a, an interesting skill set here because you were kind of like a mix between Theo and, and or sorry, Al- Alphonse and Dellen in some ways, um, right? Because Dellen's like fight, 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 just do fighting. Um, And he has a little bit of religious stuff going on. And then Alphonse is like, I'm going to talk to everybody and convince them to do what I want. You have the skills, etiquette, observation, persuasion, noble-wise, conspicuous, trident, and brawling. A little bit of arena-wise and then doctrine, Um, right? So you're kind of a mix between those two characters in a lot of ways. But it never really felt that way because you have such a... A different feel Theo has such a different feel from from Delon and Alphonse in the way they handle situations right like even though Delon is he has a really good sword skill and he'll use it he's he's nowhere near as impulsive as you are uh, right hmm. as Theo is uh, y- y- you know because of the, the particular discipline that he has as a as a warrior uh, it's just interesting to see like the way that a character that has very similar skills to other characters in the game can still feel incredibly different because of the way that they're played um, through beliefs and instincts and all that stuff too um, and, and, you know, going off of that, that thing right there, what, what was it like? Do you remember anything in particular about like, what it was like for Theo to interact with the other characters? Like for you as a player, you know, what, uh, can, do you remember any particular moments in general of like things that stood out to you as fun interactions, the way that your character fit into that dynamic of the party? Um,
1: I think my, my character knew how to interact with different people the way they are best interacting like because i think i think being like the son of a merchant he knows how to like talk to and and respond to different people of different types of like backgrounds and i think that uh he kind of grew through his through the circumstances of his life where it's kind of like changing you know he went from nobility to all of a sudden nothing and then something again and then goes into clergy it's like he went from rich to poor to victorious to uh, religious guy so it's like yeah he, he and he really knows how to interact with like i think one of his i think deep down theo had a, a liking for um what was connor's character cantarius yeah yeah cantarius um because he just had like a respect for him and yeah. he, he kind of wanted and he knew that it's almost like he knew what kind of person different people were and i think he he was you know because of his spontaneity and his uh his like vigor to do things was kind of collided to this kind of like adventurous kind of person where you know he is just kind of like oh i'm just gonna do this because for the moment you know for, i'm gonna capture the excitement of this moment and so when he does that you know he can interact with uh you know you know delon's character or you know he 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 has some ex- like it's almost like a jack of all trades he has experience where it's all different things it's not there necessarily like what you can do but like knowledge of how to interact with people i, I think uh some of my favorite moments are probably with gantarius i yeah. i think I, and I think that it's almost like he didn't like. Uh, was Dellen's character the one who was the fighter?
0: Yeah, Dellen was the like yeah.
1: holy knight. Yeah, I think I think he kind of had like a um, like a spite for him, just because he was like you know it, it, almost like he reminded him too much of himself uh-huh, in, in the yeah. sense where he's like ah no we want to battle It's like ah, this I, is I don't this, like-.
0: this is like the goody two shoes version of me. That's what the yes thing, exactly right like. like-, it's like-
1: <gasps> You, you want to go too far to one side, but I know that I'm like you in the sense that I like you know I, I battle, but I'm I'm not like concerned about what other people think of me in in that sense. And, and where like, oh you know that was crazy. You know it's just like you know in the end I'm an he's like an entertainer. That that's the thing is like not necessarily where he wants he wants people to like him for the honor and glory, and he doesn't. And, and even if it's dramatic and sometimes like shocking, like like oh that wasn't the the noble thing to do. He's still getting, you know, people are like, well, you know, I kind of like that. It's not, it's not uh, normal. You know, you would think that you'd be like this very proper person, even, you know, because it's
0: provoking no matter what. Yeah. Yeah,
1: exactly. And he likes to provoke the crowd and and he sees the two far ends of himself and he's like, ah, yeah, you know, either you're too religious and too concerned about what the gods or, you know, the clergy or whatever thinks of you, or you're too concerned about, be proper fighting etiquette or, you know, just, just straight up battle. It's like, no, it's like there's the fun side of the battle or the, you know, the glory, the the craziness of it. And then there's the crazy, you know, the, the the intersecting craziness of both sides. I think that's yeah. that's where he kind of wants to
0: be. Yeah, and, and what you mentioned there is actually really interesting, just about the way he interacts with the characters. Because I think you're right. I think like Theo, playing off of his kind of go with the flow attitude, he does kind of meet the other characters where they are in a lot of scenes um, to just interact with them on their own basis, right? So like when he talks to Cantarius, and we don't we don't really have a whole lot of this so far in the in Chrono but later on for sure. Uh, we have lots of moments, good moments with Theo and Cantarius, who they both understand each other's kind of like drive, right? Their their seriousness and the drive, um, because even though Theo has moments and he he especially right away hits it off with Alphonse right away in, in the first season right. of Pro Inquisitors because of that kind of spontaneity that both of them have um, right he there's that side of him but then there's the other side like the serious driven side that while Alphonse shares some of those especially later on um, Cantarius really understands you in that sense right like the, the 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 drive to have one overriding goal in your whole life that that completely overtakes the way you interact with everything. Um and mm-hmm. you you guys have a lot of mo- good moments on that front too. Um I don't remember exactly obviously you and Dylan don't really get along most of the time. I don't know if you've ever if you if Ant- uh Theo and, and Antonius really had any like particularly evocative moments together. I don't like they're they obviously are teammates and stuff and they work together pretty well, but like I don't know if there was anything
1: quite like he had with Cantarius oh, or Alphonse. No. No, I, I think, I think I wanted to mention about Alphonse. I think yeah. Alphonse, he kind of saw the similarity, but I think Alphonse was too kind of,
0: he wasn't he, serious. He enough. enjoyed
1: living too much. i feel like, yeah. you know, cause, cause like I said, uh, uh, Theo kind of has like a sad background. So in the end, he's kind of like this lone wolf and he doesn't necessarily want the side where just people to generally like him, like women or, you know, he just kind of like wants people to see him as like, Whoa, that, that dude, like, he knows what he's doing. Like I, I almost, almost like a, a respect for an entertainer where it's like, although, you know, I think, I feel like Alphonse was more just like an entertainer. Like people yeah. just loved him because he was uh, silly. And I think, uh Neo just kind of like loved to, he's like, yeah, you get it. You get it. Except you are just too happy about it. I, I just yeah. like it for like the honor and like the, the grit of it. Yeah. Um, that makes and, sense. yeah, yeah there was, there wasn't uh, Antonius though. There wasn't, there wasn't much. Uh, I think it was just kind of like, he could have interacted with him or he could understand, him, but it wasn't necessarily his crowd. And I, I think he just kind of saw him as a, a background character. Not that, you know, you know, yeah, I,
0: that actually kind of is funny because like, uh, in a lot of ways, Antonius kind of is, uh, is the only character in Chrome because there's, uh, as up to this point that hasn't gotten like his moment in the sun in the same way that a lot of the other characters have, um, uh obviously he, second season he has a lot of stuff going on with him for sure yeah. but um mm-hmm. but it's funny that you mentioned that because i feel like theo probably definitely sees himself as the hero of the story
1: yes um, exactly right? i think that's what whether he sees, or not he so is kind of like this yeah yeah he, he feels like he interacts with these characters and he's like gonna do the big thing in the end that the hero wins like he's gonna yeah. have that downfall where it's like everything seems hopeless and he and he, and he constantly has those battles where it's like Oh, everything's hopeless. He gets beaten. He gets, you know, he loses a fight or he loses faith and it's just kind of like a roller coaster. and then in the end he's going to come back glory in the end and win. And I think that's kind of what he sees. He's like, oh, you know, this is just another downfall. I'm going to come back up. And then at the end, that's it, that's where he's going to be. He's going to just big bang at the end. A, a collision, yeah. the climax of his story. And he's, yes, yeah, so he definitely sees himself as like the hero.
0: Yeah, I, I, I it's kind of interesting too because I feel like Theo, um, in in a way that the uh, almost and none of the other characters in Crow Inquisitors are, is sort of not grim and depraved in the same way. And I, what I mean by that is like Dylan, Alphonse, Antonius, and Cantarius are so dark characters, right? Even Alphonse, who is the comic relief in a lot of senses, what he actually he's he's a horrible human being, right? He's done <laughs> horrible things in his life. Yes. And obviously Theo has too, but yes. in, in a way that is is honestly it's 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 just the way his character is framed. It's less dark than the way any of the other characters are framed because he he kind of just goes along with the moment. And in some ways, that's terrifying because he could do something horrible and not feel bad about it because he doesn't think it through. But in another sense, he's not the sort of um, meticulously manipulative person that Alphonse is, right? Uh, and so there's a bit more innocence in some senses. In in a campaign like this, where the whole thing is like criminal criminals who have been given another chance of redemption, Theo has a, a particular innocence about him. That's only possible for someone like he is who's as spontaneous enough to not think through his decisions there's a there's a disaster to that for sure
1: yeah i think in a way it's almost like naivety or ignorance, yeah. and, he, and he kind of like enjoys that he's like if i think too much about it then i would but he knows that if he just kind of ignores it he's not gonna like suddenly have this huge moral dilemma he's just kind of like well if i'm not re- i don't really care about that like so he's just it, it like purposely ignorant so that he doesn't You know, he doesn't want to be ignorant, but he's, but he's just kind of like, well, if I think too much about it, then if I intentionally do something bad, then it's even worse. You know, it's like, I I see this glory and if it ends up bad, well, sorry. But, you know, so I think he's, he acknowledges the fact that he is kind of ignorant about it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's just an interesting thing that I don't know if I've really realized about Theo until this moment. That's just kind of the way that he's, he's framed. Cool. I mean, is there any other stuff that comes to mind for, for Theo? Um, That you want to talk about quick, or
1: um, kind of run out of the questions. I just, I, I just, I I guess I I mentioned earlier. I just thought of the 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 friendship between Cantarius and and Theo was kind of like he was almost like a mentor to him, and and he Mm -hmm. didn't like he just kind of saw him like it was just like it caught his eye, and he was kind of like you know I really I really like Cantarius. I think deep down he's the opposite of Theo, where it kind of like he does think about everything he does, and, and he kind of isn't so ignorant about it. And he's kind of like, I think he sees him as a, a respectable character. Yeah. Um, and, and kind of, I, I think early on they, they like make a friendship bond or something like that uh, or or, so, or something like that. Or, it hasn't
0: happened like yet, but yeah, they're, they're, they're heading towards it right now with the, with the way we are in crew inquisitors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. So yeah. We- awesome, man. Uh, well, it was, it was great having you great talking about Theo and uh, yeah, I mean, I, 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 the plan is to have a, get together with everybody whoever we can get uh, once the first season is completely out uh the podcast is completely edited everything's out uh to do kind of like a post-mortem like where everyone's listened to it and and can talk about what I'll was show up like.
1: with the trident <laughs> yeah that would be awesome it's like I'm here <laughs>
0: yeah awesome cool uh well yeah this has been chrome quizzers uh thanks for coming on Adam and uh you'll be getting a new episode in two days as of the release of this all right cool that's it Thanks for having me, man. Yeah.